Hello, and welcome to today's episode. Today, I am here with Stephen Washington, and we're going to be talking all about his book, Recovering You, Soul Care and Mindful Movement for Overcoming Addiction. You are listening to Creating Wellness from Within, a podcast devoted to helping you live your best life through self-care and wellness. In each episode, we strive to offer you actionable advice and tools to help you on your journey towards greater personal wellness. I am your host, Amy Zalmer. I am editor-in-chief of Minnesota Yoga and Life magazine and the author of the Chair Yoga Pocket Guide, due out April in April. I am passionate about yoga, wellness, photography, travel, and all things glittery. You can learn more about me at creatingwellnessfromwithin.com. Today's guest is Stephen Washington. And as I mentioned, he is the author of Recovering You, Soul Care and Mindful Movement for Overcoming Addiction. As a former professional dancer who performed on Broadway in Disney's The Lion King, his love of movement inspired him to become the highly acclaimed Qigong and Pilates teacher that he is today. Stephen lives a joyful life of recovery and is passionate about helping others as they navigate towards health and happiness. Welcome, Stephen. So happy to have you here. Thank you so much, Amy. Lovely introduction. I loved hearing about you and all of your fabulousness. So that's great. It's great to be here. Thank you. Well, and I love that you have your background in Qigong as well. I uh, I love incorporating Qigong into my yoga practice because they're such complementary practices. I love it. Yes, absolutely. Well, I'm excited to hear a little bit more about you today and um, what advice and tips that you might have for our listeners. Um, so maybe let's start out like what what led you. To this book right like we all have a story inside of us and yeah. to get it into an actual book is always such a fun journey so i'd love to hear your journey and what got you here absolutely so before i wrote recovering you all of what's in the book was actually part of an online course that had a different name it was called release recover and renew and that was in 2018, I believe, I, re- I released that course. And as I was creating that course and releasing it and sending it out into the world and interacting with people who participated in the course, I knew that that was just the beginning of the conversation. This was the beginning of my exploration of how these practices will help people in recovery as well as out of recovery as well. But really what I teach is self-care. At the heart of the book, it's self-care. And we all need self-care. And most of us don't get enough of it. So that's what I wanted to provide uh, using the tools and the practices that I've learned over the years and just some of the little bits of wisdom that I've gathered from being in addiction recovery and, and all that I've gathered from therapy and the books that I've read. And it's been a it's been a joy to put pen to paper and put it all down and to share it with the world and to see it in physical form and to know how much it's impacting people. The feedback from people who've read the book has been absolutely wonderful. And that just fills my heart. And so from 2018, I created the course. And then in 2020, during the pandemic, I started to, to write it 
And that was an interesting journey, writing a book. I think anyone who's written a book will tell you it's quite a cathartic experience. It is. And it's filled with so many different uh, aspects and so many emotions you go through as you as you write the write whatever it is that you, or create whatever it is that you're creating. And uh, I'm so glad that I've done it. And again, I feel as though recovering you is just another another part of the conversation that I'm having with people about recovery. Um, that I'm another chapter in my life as I move along in my recovery journey, we're always growing, we're always changing, changing, we're always learning. I've learned so much in the t- 20 years that I've been sober. And now that I'm in my 20th, going into my 21st year, the learning never stops. The growing mm-hmm. never stops. And I just try to be as willing and as open as I possibly can to the lessons. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's so beautiful that you have this dance background Mm. and you bring mindful movement into your recovery process. And I'm, I'm such a fan of mindful movement. I mean, you know, yoga can be considered mindful movement, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And just moving our bodies. And it doesn't have to be this big strenuous pose or this impossible series of, of movements. Um, it can just simply be stretching your body, getting up out of your chair. Um, so I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that part of your book. Sure. Uh, thank you for mentioning dance. Dance was a big part of my life. I I, I feel like I came out of my mother's womb dancing. Uh, I was a kid <laughs> who probably was, did. <laughs> I was a kid. I was the kid who was spin uh, endlessly like Wonder Woman back in the seventies. Um, but I, one, I, one thing I re- remember about my childhood is that dance was always a part of me because I needed some, something to help me feel better, uh, in my own skin, help me feel better in the environment that, that I grew up in. But, uh, movement dance was like my energy medicine before I knew what energy medicine was. Mm. And dance has been a, th- a, a thread in the tra- tapestry of my life, and it's evolved to uh, other types of movement, like Pilates. I also think of Pilates as as mindful movement because yeah. mindful movement is just being aware of your body and the sensations in your body and how you breathe and while you move. So I love practices that require my attention in that way. So yes, Pilates, yoga, qigong amazing practices to help us to get in touch with ourselves. Uh, There's so much that happens in life. Life is so busy. Life is so distracting that we often lose touch with the inner parts of ourselves, Uh, different sensations in our body. Um, Many of us, especially if you've experienced trauma, disassociate and disconnect right. from our bodies. And so mindful movement is a way, is a an opportunity, a window back to a different relationship with our physical body. But in addition to that, also a relationship with our emotions. I feel as though there are, there are so many emotions that one person can feel, but oftentimes we, we think of our emotions as just like a, a select few, you know, happy, sad, Right. Angry, (laughs) uh, you name it. But there are just so many different 
emotions that the human being, a human being can experience. And there's so many subtleties. And what I love about mindful movement is it helps me to get in touch with all the the subtleties in my emotional life, right? And our emotions are just energy, just like our physical body. The emotions are just another form of energy. And it's just a subtler form of energy. And mindful movement also helps us to pay attention to our thoughts. We have so many thoughts. I know, I don't know about you, but my mind um, has a thousands, millions of thoughts in yeah. a day. And sometimes they're just going a million miles a minute. And mindful movement allows me to slow down my thought processes a little bit and just sort of pay attention to what it is that I'm thinking. And there's power in our thoughts. Our thoughts are powerful. And often our thoughts precede an emotion and also an action. So it's just an opportunity to pay attention to our thoughts. So mindful movement is like a key that unlocks so many different aspects of the human experience that I that I think are really uh, important, mystical, magical, and it's vital that we have this kind of connection and this understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you know, and mindful movement, you know, right? Like we're putting our mind on what we're doing, and it can also be a really great tool um, for anyone that's starting to feel some anxiety build up. Like if you're, for instance, you're riding on the subway or something and you're starting to get a little bit of anxiety, mindful movement. Like it doesn't have to be big movements. You know, it's like just intentionally maybe rolling your shoulders or Mm -hmm. tapping your toes, right? Just getting your mind off of like you're talking about those emotions that come up right yeah and those thoughts that are in our head and it can just be so powerful for just shifting that thinking and coming out of that absolutely and mindful movement can be as simple as just breathing mm-hmm. the body is moving when we're, when we're still the the breath is moving through the body so just taking a moment to pay attention to the breath just the rising and the falling of the breath if you put your hand on your belly as you breathe, just notice how your belly moves as you breathe or your hand on your chest and just notice how your chest moves as you breathe in and out. That's mindful movement as well. And that helps us to bring ourselves into the present moment. It helps us to self-regulate, activate the parasympathetic nervous system, pull us out of fight, flight, freeze. And when we do that, that's when we can unlock the healing properties within the body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And for someone in recovery, um, I can see how this can be a really powerful tool um, to just help you in those moments too, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's a useful tool for people in recovery because people in recovery need tools to help them manage stress. We all need tools to help us manage stress, but there's something about people who have issues with addiction where stresses can be a trigger that leads to acting out Mm -hmm. in very destructive ways physically. And so if we have ways to notice how we're feeling as we're feeling perhaps triggered and then do things, practices to help shift us from that feeling of being triggered to a more calm, 
relaxed state because when we're triggered, that triggers or that activates a part of the brain that's related to fight, flight, or freeze. And when that part of the brain is activated, it's really hard for other parts of the brain to activate to help us to find uh, our way to logic or reason in any particular situation that we're in. So we have to get this part to turn off so that other parts can turn on and then we can find solutions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just love talking about the central nervous system. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can nerd out on it. Um, but you know, <laughs> it is, it's, it, when we are in a constant state of fight or flight, right? Like we're just constantly in a heightened state and we're not meant to be there all the time. Like it's a primal response to fear, right? Like, like, you know, that lion is coming after you to eat you. So you go into fight or flight so that you can run away from that lion. It gets, it's, it's our body's natural response to get out of harm. Um, Mm -hmm. But the problem is we get stuck in it and we don't know how to turn it off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we get stuck in, and it's not even about fighting or fighting. There's also that freeze element mm-hmm. where we right. freeze, we theoretically play dead, and we just really withdraw from the situation and from life. So it can also show up like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and none of those places are places that we want to be often. And honestly, there are very few times in our lives when it's when we're absolutely in that kind of danger. But when we have hyper-aroused nervous systems, it's easy for us to be triggered and go right into that state of being. And so we just need tools and practices to help us to shift that and build awareness around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned breathing. And, I mean, there's science to back it up, that mindful breathing and doing breath work um, can really help bring calm our system and bring us back into rest and digest or friend. Yes. I forget the other phrase, friend and befriend. Oh, uh, I never heard right. of that one. Yeah. There's another phrase with it. Kind of like the freeze. Um, ah, I can't remember it. It'll come to me as soon as we're done with this conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's always the way. <laughs> um, tend and befriend. That's it. Tend and befriend. Uh, uh. Yeah. Yeah, that's the other phrase I've heard with it. Um, but, you know, that's that's optimally where we want to be, you know, 90% of our time. And, yeah. you know, I mean, particularly in this post-COVID world, I think we're all in this heightened state, right? Um, yes. And we need to learn how to come back to our rest and digest, our parasympathetic. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, mindful movement, mindful mm-hmm. breathing, it all can help us get there. And I know, you know, it's sometimes hard to think of those things. When you are in a low vibration, it is hard to think of the things like, you know what you should do, but it's hard to like, actually take action with that. Like, yeah, I'd probably feel better if I did some yoga. Oh, well, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like, it's, <laughs> it's hard to get yourself to do it. And so just yeah. having some really easy things, like you said, just a minute of breathing can just mm-hmm. completely change your mood. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think also one of the important things, and like I said, at the, at the core of what I teach 
in Recovering You, as well as what I teach in my uh, my online membership community, the SWE Studio, I try to teach people self-care practices that they can use that are simple and practical. And the thing about self-care is that it doesn't really do what it's supposed to do unless we use mm -hmm. it, unless we're consistent with it. Yeah. And when we're when we build a practice where we're consistent, then it's something that becomes almost as natural as breathing, right? So that we just are in a habit of doing it, almost like we have smart feet. So that even if we're not paying attention, our smart feet will take us where we need to go. We say that a lot in 12-step recovery, that we just have smart feet, that no matter what's happening in our brain, our feet will take us to a 12-step meeting and sit us in a chair and uh, then we just take in the medicine of the uh -huh. moment uh, coming together as a community to to help one another uh, get sober, stay sober. And the same thing, I think, with, with this uh, idea of self-care and self-care practices that we just get into a routine with it and that we just have it in our back pocket ready to go in any way, shape, or form. And it doesn't really take much. I think that people can often get caught up in this idea of, of well, I need to I need to meditate for at least thirty minutes or an hour, right, right. or I need to do a full hour workout, or what have you. And no, if you don't have that time, that's okay. So don't don't not do it because you don't have that amount of time. Because mm -hmm. you, any little bit that you can do to put a little bit of energy and time into your um, self care bank, your physical and emotional and spiritual well being bank is really important, even if you only have five minutes to, to do a little bit of movement or five minutes to meditate or five minutes to just pay attention to your breath or 15 minutes to just go for a walk and then come back and renew yourself. It's important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and the fact like you just, you don't need to spend a lot of time with it. Um, I know when I do a lot of speaking events, I will often have them do a few simple movements. We do like two minutes. We, we, we take some breaths. We do some stretches with our arms and some lateral bends and people are like, what kind of magic was that? I feel amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, it was just a mindful movement, right? Like yeah. you, you put your energy into it. It just completely can shift your entire attitude and day. Yeah. And another thing that I think is so important that just comes to mind is laughter. Mm, One of the things that I, yes. that I often teach and share in my, um, my membership community, SWE Studio, is just a minute of laughter. A minute of, la a minute of laughter, not laughing at a joke, just laughing for the sake of laughing. And if you can't get yourself to laugh, you, you lift the corners of your mouth and smile. That does so much for, for you. Just activating those muscles will turn on a certain part of your brain to release um, feel-good hormones throughout yeah. your body. Uh, there's just so many benefits to laughter. Yesterday, as I was saying before we began our interview, was I, I'm at a conference in Colorado Springs, and I gave a keynote yesterday. And as I was preparing myself to go down and inspire others during that keynote, I did a little bit of movement, but I also included a minute of laughter. So I, I stood here in my hotel room and laughed my ass off for one minute and it's mm -hmm. amazing what one minute one minute of laughter can do mm, i love that you know when um i had a traumatic brain injury in mm. 2014 
And for a couple years after that, I literally, I was very, I called it flat effect. Like Mm. I didn't get excited, but I also didn't get like angry or low. I just like stayed right here in the middle. Um, But I couldn't laugh. Like I'd watch a silly movie and nothing would make me laugh. Like the most I'd get would be like a, (laughs) and it was just like, it was so weird to live in that state. And now to be able to reflect back at that and think about that. And Mm. I just, I couldn't get myself to laugh. And how did you heal? How did you heal from that? Uh, lots of yoga, <laughs> honestly, yeah. you know, mm. uh, mindful movement and, and breathing and breath work and, um, you know, the spiritual side of yoga as well. Um, and that was a big part of my journey and, you know, a big part of why I created this podcast was just, you know, you touched on it earlier about how we know self-care is important. But like, it has to be an everyday thing. It's not just something you do once a week, you get a pedicure, like a pedicure is not self care. It can be a form of self care, but it's not self care. It's more self soothing, right? Um, And, and so just having these tools, and that we can just pull out of our toolbox, like, if you don't feel like laughing today, that's okay, pull something else else out of your toolbox, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it's funny, you just reminded me of something I said during my talk yesterday, that it's important to have tools. And I believe in life and also in recovery, in order to have successful recovery, we need to cast a wide net and gather as many tools as we can. And sometimes the tools that we gather won't make sense in the moment, but don't, don't throw the tool away because it might come a time when that tool is going to be exactly what you need. Yeah, I love that. Also, and also tools don't work unless we pick them up and we use them. You know, they don't yeah. do anything when they're sitting in the in the box. We have to actually mm-hmm. use them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, I love that. That's that's a great analogy. Yeah, and you know, I recently had a friend um talking about self-care and she's like a lot of what we think is self-care is just self-soothing right? Like Mm -hmm. I mentioned a pedicure or, you know, uh, things that we just do because we, they do, they make us feel good, right? And and that is important. I have to acknowledge Mm -hmm. that that is important. And then there's more. Absolutely. Yes. And it's that intentional practice of of just taking care of yourself. You know, it's that proverbial, put your air mask on before you put somebody else's on in the airplane, right? right? You, You can't, you can't pour from an empty cup. Um, you have to take care. Because I see that particularly with moms. They're so busy taking care of everybody else in the family. They put themselves last. But in reality, they should be taking care of themselves first. Because they need that energy to take care of everybody else. And somehow we've gotten this backwards in mm-hmm. in our society. Um, yeah. And Yeah. Yeah. And it needs to shift back. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think we slowly but surely it go, is. Go, go, go. We're just constantly on the go. Mm-hmm. We don't allow enough time for the pause. Well, circling back to something we were talking about earlier when we referred to the pandemic, I think that gave everyone an opportunity to slow down mm-hmm. and to look at life in a different way. 
Uh, and I, and that I've always looked at that as a positive aspect of, of the pandemic. I know that it was very tragic for, for many of us. And, uh, and I certainly would not wish to, to go back to that time again, but there were some, there were some, some, some nuggets of, of, of good things that happened during that time and a shift in, in awareness and consciousness. And also the planet, the planet responded to the fact that, that people were less active yes. in the world. Yes. It's a good thing. Yes. I know you live in California and I just remember um, seeing pictures of the air pollution come out and how mm-hmm. like it, it was like gone, like yeah. the smog was gone, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, something to think about, right? Something Absolutely. to consider. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Stephen, this has been such a lovely conversation. I could chat with you all day, Um, but I want to make sure we take a moment to talk about your website and everything that you do offer and how people can find your book. Um, Mm -hmm. So wherever you're listening in the show notes, we do have a clickable link, but it is StephenWashingtonExperience.com. So tell us a little bit about what we can find there. So on my website, you can find everything that I that I do and I create you can find links to where you can buy my book recovering you uh, you can find it on Amazon as well as audible and, and in other booksellers uh, you can also find more information about my membership community SWE studio when I created that two years ago I wanted to create a platform where people can find accessible affordable, wellness content to help them live a more conscious and joyous and healthier life. There I teach my my central class, which is Pilates Qigong Fusion, but then I also teach dance classes. I also offer laughter medicine, meditation, and so much more because uh, I think it's important for us to take care of ourselves and I want to be a support for as many people as possible on the planet to take better care of themselves because like you said, we have to put that oxygen mask on ourselves before we can help somebody else. Yeah. So you can find that. You can also find links to all of my social media platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, where I create content that's free for, for people. Also on my site, you can find all the other online courses that I have available that are more um, specific, like Pilates courses or Qigong courses or anything related to addiction recovery. It's all there for people to look at and hopefully um, take advantage of all the content that I have to offer. Wonderful. Well, Stephen, thank you so much for being here today. This has been wonderful. It's been a pleasure. So great to be in your energy, Amy. Thank you. And thank you everyone for listening. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode please do consider leaving a five-star review wherever you're listening to help others on their wellness journey discover this podcast. And be sure to head to mnyogalights.com to join our email list and stay in the know of all of our local events, the upcoming Minnesota Yoga Conference, and so much more. Thank you for listening. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll see you in the next episode.